Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Um, now, one of the ways in which the Oireachtas is distinctive is that it has its own wine. Snappily titled Houses of the Oireachtas, it comes in both red and white. Our elected representatives and their guests have been knocking it back since 2013 for 15 quid a bottle. Now a tender has been published for a new supplier. Before the old stuff runs out, Gavin Riley from On The Record sent us out a couple of bottles and Mick O'Connell's here to run his discerning tongue along it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Mick, how are you? Very, very good. Nice to be here talking about wine on a Thursday. Isn't it just? It's weird. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Doesn't in, feel in, right in, at all. In a kind of a transgressive way. <laughs> so how would you describe these two? These kind of... Uh, would they be mid-range wines, kind of? These are definitely entry-level wines. Right. Um, these would be, um, pardon the pun, given they're called Houses of the Oireachtas, these are very much house wines in a restaurant. Um, yeah, right. But they're also, they happen to be house French wines. So Chilean wine, Australian wine, tends to come in at the cheapest price point, sometimes South Africa as well. So if you go into a restaurant and you see, you'll often see Chile first, Australia first. South Africa and they're the ones that you'll see on a wine list in Dublin for say 25 euros in a restaurant mm. um, this from France would be on a on a wine list at about 28 29 euros so it's okay. still they're still what you would call entry level on a wine list but France you always pay a bit of a premium for okay so for 15 quid then it's a bit of a bargain 15 quid if, if you were if you were talking about taking these home from a wine shop you'd be getting a bit of a rip off to be perfectly honest <laughs> right okay um, but but out and I don't know if the if the members of Araractus would see Is that the drinking out, out? Yeah. in. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you're talking about doing it in a pub or a restaurant, then yes, the, this you'd probably be paying thirty quid for these wines. Okay, so they're 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 getting a bargain. Okay, yeah, but is, I suppose we could say it's their office canteen, uh, yeah, really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, have you tried them both? And, and ju- just tasted them right now, and I have to say. Sauvignon Blanc is pretty decent. So okay. there's, a, there's a Sauvignon Blanc and there's a Merlot. They're both from Languedoc. Languedoc is the workhorse of France when it comes to... It, it churns out a lot of wine. To put it in perspective, the Languedoc region by itself makes more wine than all of Australia combined per year. Really? It's wow. Okay. That's factory. A, that's impressive. I'll, I'll hand you... I, uh, have we, I don't think you've tried the red yet. I have tasted the red oh, as well. We, yeah. we, did, we did the red first. And, yeah. and the... So... Do you know what I mean if I say this tastes a little bit like what my granny used to drink (laughs) from a wine perspective? (laughs) You you try to be as positive as you can about things. When I taste a wine like this, it it transports me back to wine in Ireland in the 1980s. Now, bear in mind, I was a young man there, but I still remember the taste and smell. And it, it actually takes me back to jug wine but actually box wine out of my granny's fridge yeah yeah that's that's not nice I'm sorry <laughs> and that was I think that's a G&T glass as well <laughs> just drank which, it out which, of which is probably helping <laughs> to be perfectly honest it's probably opening up the aromas it's interesting when you look at something like this this is done by a big big bottling um, company in the, in the southwest of France okay yeah, how, yeah explain to us how this works that they can have their own label wine interestingly with this particular bottling um, company this is just from turning it around and looking at the back. It's a company called Paul Sapan. They used to be owned by an Irish import company. So this this oh. this 
bottling line has a kind of long-standing Irish link. Um, how a bottling line tends to work, they can either be a producer of wine, so they grow the grapes, bring in the fruit and then stick it into bottles, or more more frequently, they tend to be a thing where they ship in the wine in bulk, it goes into stainless steel tanks, and out of the stainless steel tanks, it goes directly into a bottling line. And once that bottling line is up and running, you can stick whatever label you want onto the front of that bottle. Okay. So quite often what will happen, you know, you'll get people walking into a wine shop going, I had this lovely wine the other day in a restaurant. Um, it was called, you know, Yellowtail, Dog's mm. Creek, whatever they want to call it. And they'll be saying, have you ever heard of it? And you're going, no, you know, I really haven't. And you kind of look it up and it'll be a restaurant only version of a wine that you're selling in a retail setting for half the price. Yeah. Some of that is, you know, you're just putting labels on it in order to protect the price for for everybody concerned. No restaurant wants to look like they're charging twice what a shop is, mm. despite the fact that that is just the cost of service. People should be people should be proud of, of, of the wines that they're putting on. And a house wine traditionally was the wine that the house is proud of. Yeah. And now a house wine is the cheapest wine on a restaurant list. You know? Yeah, in- invariably. So, so, but would I be correct in inferring from this that the kind of wines you get in these kind of mass bottling situations where you can get any label you want ain't the primo stuff? M- most of the time not. And and to be honest, that's quite a sad thing. It's um, certainly better from a carbon footprint perspective to ship wine in bulk from places like New Zealand, Australia, Chile. Mm. So in an ideal world, if you could ship, you ship 20,000 litres of wine in a container where you only ship about 12,000 bottles of, of wine with glass. So the glass and the bottle together are obviously heavier and it's taking up more space on a boat. So in, in many ways, from a carbon footprint, it's a much better idea to to ship wine in bulk up to Europe and then do the bottling in Europe. Sadly, what tends to happen is in order to get it into these containers, they they ship in what's called a flexi tank. A flexi tank is basically a massive bladder or a massive (laughs) wine in a box kind of thing. So, you know, when you used to take apart the wine in a box and what's left? The bladder, sadly. Mm. But those bladders... What a funny name for a for a flexi tank. Let's go back yeah, to flexi tank. Appropriate. But those, those flexi tanks, in order to get into it, you need to filter the wine. You need to put a lot of sulfites into the wine. In order to take it out of the flexi tank, you need to do the same again. So quite often the wines that are shipped in bulk, they're stripped of a lot of the interesting flavours that are potentially there. These wines that we have here, my guess is, again, not knowing it, they'll have bought this liquid, as in the wine, from a big cooperative somewhere in the south of France. It will have been shipped into Sapan and probably sipped it, shipped in. And, you know, sometimes you see those Guinness trucks and you're saying to yourself, geez, yeah. I really wish that they would just pull up outside my house, that big cylinder. But the other thing is they're in, like, petrol is transporting these kind of things. So often these bottling lines would have what looks like a petrol truck turn up full of wine, will go into a stainless steel tank in the bottling line, but they'll filter it going between again and then it'll go into the bottling line from then and they'll churn out 5, 10, 15, 20,000 bottles. There's one bottling line called Accolade just outside of Bristol in the UK and they can do a million bottles a day. My word. So, I suppose the good news on this is if they're selling it for 15 quid a pop, then, you know, they they haven't wasted taxpayers' money because they probably made a profit on it. Well, I, I hope they're paying duty on it. Oh, no doubt. How much duty, funnily enough, would they have paid on that, actually? So, so in theory, they should be paying their 23% VAT mm. and €3.19 per bottle. 
So the, the cost of this purchasing it from the winery will be about two euros a bottle. That's nuts, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Three nineteen a bottle that hopefully is going into the coffers of revenue because that would be a scandal that I would love to. That be would be an outrageous on. scandal, <laughs> uh, uh, right? So, so they're going to upgrade now, Mick, and and they say they're 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 looking for a young, fruity, dry um, Merlot. Well, aren't they all that? Uh, yeah, and, in uh, some ways. I think another Sauv Blanc, so it might be pretty dis- uh, dissimilar from that. They're looking for a mid-range option, a dry and medium-bodied red wine, such as a satellite Bordeaux, a Malbec or a Rioja. Uh, they're also looking for a sparkling wine and a non-alcoholic alternative. They're really, really going up in the world. They're going up in the world. What, yeah. what is likely to happen, or, or, or could happen, is someone like this company here, Paul Sapan, could cater for all of that. Mm. So they would just ship something from a satellite, would be Lalonde de Pomerol or um, Puisigan Saint Emilion. So it's all these like little villages that are around the famous villages in, in, in Bordeaux. And, and again, the cost of those bottles, if you're buying them in Bordeaux, is probably three or four euros. Sadly, by the time a four euro bottle in Bordeaux gets to a, a shelf in Ireland, it's 20 euros on the shelf. That, that's when everybody, importers, retailers add their margin. Plus, we have that massive kick of duty and a sizable whack of vat in there as well. Mm. So like it's, it's a hard, you know, that thing where you say, sure, I got that bottle for four quid on my holidays. It's like you kind of know the reason that that ends up being yeah. 20 when you, when you get it back. Well, apparently the, the budget is up to 300,000. Uh, so they could still get a fair few bottles for that one would have thought they'll, they'll get lots and lots of wine for that price and and look like in any line of trade if you dangle a check for 300 grand in front of somebody you'll get more than the person dangling a check for 100 grand in front of somebody so they'll be able to they'll get big discounts on that and so would it be would it be mostly are there lots of Irish companies that can provide this to them? Yeah, so so there's a massive and very very talented pool of Irish importers for wine. I mean, given that we're a population of, you know, 5 million people, we in, arguably we have too many wine importers for the size of the population, but we can really get we have access to everything. Um in a past life I was a buyer for one of these major importers and this tender certainly would have come across our desk and it's a it's a thing. 300 right. grand to any company is a big amount of money. Okay, so they'll be yeah. They'll be falling over themselves. They'll be falling over themselves to get it. That is an interesting one, uh, it must be said. Mick, thanks a million uh, 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 for coming into us, uh, weirdly, on a Thursday. <laughs> uh, I wonder what Aractus wines taste like. Uh, some are getting aromatic smells of brown envelopes or parish mump, uh, says Christian. Uh, if they are looking for a new wine supplier for Leinster House, could I suggest Jim Jones wines? I think he's based in Guyana. Ooh, bit tasteless there, Morris, but thanks for that, uh, uh, nonetheless. You can take the red bottle with you, Mick. Oh, uh, so gratis. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure there's something that needs cleaning uh, around the house. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.